Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome to DSC's Campfires with Larry Wysoon. The unique blend of hunting, conservation, and the outdoor lifestyle, delivered in an entertaining, informative fashion that only a veteran outdoorsman can do. DSC's Campfires is brought to you by DSC, Conservation, Education, and Hunter Advocacy. Hornady, Accurate, Deadly, Dependable. Trigicon, Brilliant Aiming Solutions. Taurus, Makers of the Raging Hunter Handgun. Burnham Brothers Game Calls, Double Nickel Taxidermy. Now here's your host, Larry Wysu. Before joining Larry with today's episode, let's get a few words from Hayden Outdoors, the brand that sells land through our conservation today. One thing to consider if you're looking for a hunting ranch, maybe one of the most important things, if you're out west, you might want to try to find a piece of land if you can't buy 10,000 acres. Say you're buying 160 so you get a landowner voucher, you might want to find 160 acres that actually borders national forest or is near national forest that has good access that'll really open up your hunting opportunities. So if the animals aren't on your small piece of property any given time, You've got access to getting tags, but you've got a lot of land not far away that you can access and have some good hunting on. Now, if you're down in Texas, one thing to consider, buy a little piece of ground. If it's surrounded by other small pieces of ground, everybody's got a feeder out. It's going to be hard to find mature animals, but if you can find a piece of ground that you can afford next to bigger ranches, you want to really consider what your neighbors are doing, how they're managing their ground. If they've got high fences, it'd be blocking you out from, from deer that might be coming back and forth. So there's a lot to consider when you're buying a piece of hunting property besides just the property you're looking at. If your primary interest in a hunting ranch is mule deer, in West Texas they've got animals that will grow their whole life on the same ranch. Western Kansas on the river bottom is similar to that, but there's some parts of the West where you have a migrating herd. So you can have pictures in the late fall of giant mule deer bucks, but in the summer and early fall during hunting season they may be 100 miles away. So make sure when you look at a ranch, and if it's a mule deer you're interested in, that those deer are local deer or that the migration is happening during hunting season on that piece of property. So I have people calling me all the time that want to buy a hunting property. 
a lot of times I don't even know what state they're thinking about. You know, if you're going to do high fence, exotics, Texas is probably the place. If you start talking about mule deer and elk, you probably want to talk about out west. You're going to need to find somebody out there that really understands hunting properties. There's a lot of brokers that will tell you that, yeah, this is a great elk property. Look at the sign. There's elk all over the place. They buy the place, they get out there, and they find out it's perfect winter range. It's full elk in January. That doesn't help them out much. So you want to ask the right questions. Make sure it's a place. Look at the sign. Make sure there's rubs, wallows. There's a lot of things you want to look for, particularly in an elk property, to make sure that they're there during the hunting season when you need them there. You know, something else to consider if you're buying a ranch. You don't want to get a place. You want to make sure the zoning's correct. In other words, there's certain areas that there's a big development and you think you're buying a 50 or 80 acre piece of property so you should be able to do what you want to, but the covenants may not allow it. There's other areas that the zoning, you have to have 20 acres to be able to bow hunt. I lived in a place in Virginia for a little while where you actually could bow hunt on three acres. And there were so many deer in the area, my wife's nephews actually took their first two bucks on three acres. So sometimes it doesn't take a real big piece of property, especially for whitetails, but make sure that it's allowable because if you don't ask the right questions you spend you know a pile of money get to the place and you get, end up with a ticket for shooting a buck and no place to hunt so that's not what you want now on with today's episode welcome to the campfire i am spending time this morning with mr ryan hoover who is with handgun hunters international among other things that he's been involved in just an absolutely fabulous pistol smith and loves the handgun hunting side of things and if you listen to us in the past ryan was with me probably about six eight months ago and and uh for a while he's had a shop and as a personal favor, moving forward, he kind of did some trigger work for me on a uh, Taurus Raging Hunter and a 454 Kasul that uh, finally I was able to get back with him to pick up and can't wait back get back home and shoot. But Ryan, welcome to the campfire. Thanks, Larry. It's awesome to be with you again. Absolutely. Well, tell me a little bit more. You're 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 making some changes, uh, and then of course you've been very much involved in getting the what we used to call the old, which is now <laughs> the new Handgun Hunters International organization going as well too. Right. So for 15 years, I've been a gunsmith and gun builder. Um, I through a series of events, um, not least of which have been you know employee problems and. Uh, um, supply chain issues and stuff like that and most mostly my own internal desires i'm i'm moving on from being a gunsmith uh to focus on the handgun hunters international uh organization i've i've loved my time here and i've built some really cool things it's just you know you wake up one day and you're like wait i kind of <laughs> for a while now i've been feeling like maybe that shouldn't be doing this so um any good pistol smith recommendations out there that I can forward people to? Too, I'm always looking for. But yeah, really excited about the future of Handgun Hunters International now. I'm excited for you too because as I was listening to what you were saying. You know, there, there's a time when you you run your own business and you have to do so many different things, and you love to be outdoors and you want to be out shooting, you want to be out hunting, you want to be able to go out and shoot those guns. When you're so involved with all this other, there's very little time for that. It's kind of like being a wildlife biologist. When years ago, when I worked as a wildlife biologist, all the time, uh, my hunting time was very limited. So I kind of got away from that a little bit. You know, still do some of it, but so I can certainly understand the desire, and and particularly with some of the things that we're dealing with these days with yeah. supply chain, and and then too, I've dealt with employees as well too. And, 
uh, sometimes employees are, are great for a short period of time, and then yeah. uh, they, they kind of lose their luster, I think. Well, it's uh, <laughs> it's been uh, every employee I've had, we've parted amicably, and they've gone on to do better Absolutely. and better things. It's just a matter of, you know, there's a perfect storm here, Larry, because it's like, I live in a place where really cost of living is super high, um, and then also trying to pivot to to be more of the handgun shop that I wanted to be. It just wasn't working out. But funny you mentioned that because I remember I, I I remember being a kid, 15 years old, thinking to myself, someday I'm going to own my own business so that I don't have to sweep the floors or do this or do that or do this. And that was you know backwards because it was like. I got to do all of that, and I, and, and I, yeah, and you're right. It's like I, I'm sure you've been in the field as a biologist and be like, man, I wish I, I wish I was hunting. Yeah, everybody else yeah. is going hunting. That's right. I'm, yeah. I'm working hunting, yeah. and I'm working right. hunting camps right. to find yeah. out what's going on yeah. there. Well, I, uh, that's the thing for me. I have, I my time to be able to go shoot and hunt is severely limited by my shop time, and I'm hoping to drastically change that. Plus, you know, I have a young family, so absolutely, we're, we're and you've got a young family, and. Yeah. You know, every once in a while somebody says, Larry, if you could change any one thing in your life, there's not a whole lot of things I would change. I've been very blessed all my life. But to not have to have had to travel as much as I did with being gone. With you, it's being gone to the shop. With me, it was being gone somewhere right. out in the field years ago. And that time that you lose with your family, it's hard to replace. And right. uh, later on in life, sometimes you can, but my gosh, you look back and you go, oh, if I'd just taken a little bit more time. Yeah, I I spend a lot of time trying to figure out how to include my family in it. Like, it's fun because, um, like, my wife works as well, so during the summer when the kids have been out, they've been coming to the shop with me. Oh, cool. Lot. And so I'm glad, I'm glad they're going to have some good memories of that. Um, everybody in my family shoots or will be shooting this this year fantastic. Uh, uh, last year i got my kids now pistols only in my house but we got i got <laughs> my course. kids one of those little single shot cricket 22s oh, yeah yeah. Oh, uh, yeah and uh just a super uh super fun training gun for my young kids and uh so we're looking forward to that and they all love like squirrel hunting is one of our favorite things to do um and yeah, it's just you're right, and I'm very cognizant of that, and wanting to include them as much as possible, rather than the old days where it was like I'm out, good to go hunting. You mentioned squirrel hunting. When I was a little kid, and growing up in in Texas, just uh, back off of the gravel hills, just off of the Gulf Coast Prairie there in Colorado County, squirrel hunting was a really big deal. Now we had a few deer, and we hunted deer every year. But if you saw a deer or a track. During the fall, you know, you thought you were un walking, uh, chopping high cotton, I guess right. you ought to say. But squirrel hunting was always fantastic. And to me, that is something you mentioned your, your children. What a fantastic way to introduce children into hunting with the fact of hunting squirrels. Yeah, it, it, I love it. First of all, I love squirrel hunting because it's a... It can be a community event. Yes. You, know, you don't have to be as quiet as a lot of other types of hunting. Um, it's just fun. They're... They're easy to clean and delicious to cook. And the, exactly. the thing about the kids, too, is, um, you know, they're actually a help sometimes. I don't have a squirrel dog. Right. So uh, young eyes are really good. There's one, Dad. There's one, Dad. You know, and I've shot 
plenty of squirrels that my kids saw before I did. Absolutely, and you also have them walk around the tree. Right, oh, exactly right. Yeah, well, exactly right. Over yeah, your right. No, 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 go that way. Yeah, exactly <laughs> right. And I have three kids, so I can just like oh post them up. <laughs> I love it. I yeah, love they're, they're, they're good, and they, they love that. And then they are old enough. My two oldest have been deer hunting with me. Um, my wife's a hunter as well, but my two oldest have been hunting with me, and this year my young daughter will be allowed to sit with me for the first time. Oh, so, fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, and my older son, uh, or my my oldest too is my son. He is uh, nine. He's going to be ten in October. So he's gotten to the point where he's going to be able to start learning to stalk with me. Absolutely, yeah, yes. I that's my favorite way to hunt. But oh, of yeah. course, no no yeah. no question about it. Yeah. Have you ever gotten him involved with the Texas Youth Hunters Group? No, I haven't. But I know you gave me uh, Greg. Uh, there, no, there's their their Chris Mitchell is the you gave me somebody yeah name. I gave you somebody else's name at that point but uh, Chris kind of handles oh, okay. all that program now for Texas Wildlife no. Association but they're great opportunities you really ought to call those guys or, or you can go to the website too and I'll give it real quick it's www of course dot t e x a s texas dash wildlife dot org this is and the TWA this is TWA oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah and through that we we work very close with the Texas Youth Under our group. Over the years, we just had our convention uh, very just a very short period of time ago, and, and uh, we met with some of the people from the DSC Foundation, where I serve on board and DSC, and and I think they were totally amazed. But since we started that program, which has not been in existence that many years, we've taken about eighty thousand kids awesome. hunting, and those yeah. opportunities exist pretty much all over the state of Texas yeah. and several other states who now use that same example as a program that's set up in their places so that's a great place to get kids involved as well too so i remember you um mentioning that last time and i think i reached out to whomever's name you gave me but they don't do handgun hunting no yeah no they're not doing handgun yeah. hunting but so we maybe will, there's an opportunity there but i think there's some great opportunities <laughs> there i yeah. need to put you yeah. together with chris yeah. and say hey guys yeah. we're missing the boat here well yeah uh I'm not, I'm, whatever floats your boat, I'm not saying one kind of hunting is, um... Oh, no, I know, I don't yeah, exactly. Right, yeah. But, two, handgun hunting, you know, to me, somebody said, how, how difficult is it? And I said, it's like anything else that's got a barrel. It's where the barrel is pointed when you pull the trigger is yeah. where the bullet goes. Yeah. And that has to do with anything having to do with right. firearms when yeah. you get right down to it, actually. But, to me, that's just another skill that can be added, too, yeah. and... Uh, these days, particularly, we saw a tremendous increase in personal protection firearms yes. and a lot of yeah. the tremendous number of, of handguns sold. Yeah. And to me, with this interest in knowing where your food comes from, mm -hmm. what a great opportunity because a lot yeah. of those same handguns that you would use for personal defense can certainly be used for small game. Yeah, um, like I tell people, I'm about getting people in the field. Amen. I Amen. I think handgun hunting is the most rewarding type of hunting to do. I'm biased, obviously, but I think if I think of it for a few reasons. One, the first reason is that what it's done for me. You know, like I uh, when I undertook the challenge to become a handgun hunter, I was able to meet some goals that I set for myself. And then notice that I was personally able to to meet those goals, right? And so that just gives you an overall sense of accomplishment in other areas of your life. Like, oh man, if I could commit to physically being able to do this, uh, getting better at this, tolerating this recoil, whatever it is, uh, stalking, being quiet, you know, being uh, leveling up, as it were, 
then it just boosted my confidence. Exactly. Now, there's other, like, other methods of hunting may do that for other people, but for me, it was, that was just the tops. Uh, talk, talking about the urban carry thing, uh, you know, you're right. Gun ownership has exploded potentially among women and minorities in urban areas looking to defend themselves with a handgun. <clears throat> uh, and that is, they already have a tool to enable them to start getting their own food now. Like I, I've said before, I don't ever advocating... I don't ever advocate being undercalibered for right, any right. species. Uh, you know, like, I don't say go deer hunting with a 380, but if you have a 380, there's something you can hunt. Absolutely. You can hunt squirrels, you can hunt cottontails, you can hunt small game, and all of that is good t- table fare. You know, fried fried squirrel, fried, fried know, rabbit. rabbit. Yeah. Both oh, yeah, it's great. Extremely yeah. good. <laughs> and so uh, that, gives, that gives you a little more security. And on top of that, the training for handgun hunting with a defensive pistol, they're largely interchangeable. Like, the skills are so transferable. So if you're really good with your defensive pistol in the field, you're going to be good if, God forbid, you ever have to use it in a defensive situation. Um, trigger press, sight picture, being stressed. Like, I think... Uh, you know, the excitement of seeing game simulates yes. that kind of adrenaline. <laughs> it, it doesn't does. simulate it. It is a, it another is. type it of is. adrenaline rush. Um, so I really think there's a huge opportunity for those who have handguns um, to be able to get to the field with them. And as we were talking earlier, there's so many more handguns out there right now. And what a great way to absolutely get to know that handgun as well, too. Mm-hmm. And, and you used... Hunting is an excuse to get out with right, that kind of exactly thing, too. Right. But, but again, as you mentioned, squirrels are absolutely fantastic, great to eat. Mm-hmm. Cottontails, there's an abundance of cottontails almost anywhere. The squirrel hunting regulations, you got to kind of check state by state. Yeah, but yeah. here in Texas, where we live, outside of the eastern part of the state, pretty much squirrel season's open year-round. Cottontail yeah. rabbits are open pretty much year-round. An old friend of mine, Jim Zumbo, up in Cody, Wyoming, I know Jim is big on, particularly on cottontails, and there they have a specific season oh, yeah. in which you can hunt them. But, mm-hmm. So I know some states have all kinds of different rules and regulations, but if you're, I mean, if you've got a handgun, my gracious, two things you need to do. You need to get out and start shooting anymore, and then you need to become a member of Handgun Hunters International. Yeah, absolutely. So Handgun Hunters International was an organization that was extant from 77 through uh, 2016. Uh, started by J.D. Jones, who I know you know well, uh, him and Larry Kelly, who passed away uh, s- several years ago. Yes, and basically, what it was back then, pre-internet, was a newsletter. And um, as you know, I've been scanning that newsletter and sending it out to people for free, um, which you can get it at our at our website, handgunhuntersinternational.com. But also, that was it. That's like every other month the Six Gunner came, and that's where you found out about this Absolutely. Stuff. There were a few guys writing about handgun hunting back in the 70s and 80s, but... Um, this was this was it. So when the internet came around, it kind of killed that because the forums, the social media, nobody wanted to write for the Six Gunner anymore. They wanted to put it immediately on social media. So one of the things that we've done is um, we have a Six Gunner that's digital, right. and I guess I guess this is the first time I'm actually announcing this outside of HHI is that we're working to make the Six Gunner. It's going to be a free publication to the pub to the cool. to everybody. Fantastic. And the way that the thing we're going to be doing is you have to be an, a member of HHI to write for it. Ah, perfect. And then it's our love letter about handgun perfect. hunting yes. to the so that we can start busting some of those myths that have reoccurred. Um, and uh, but 
join HHI, absolutely. Two two major reasons to join HHI. First of all, we give we do a giveaway every month. And our giveaways are not gimmicks. I truly believe in pooling our members' resources to be able to give everybody a chance to get guns, gear, and ammo that they may not have been able to afford, may not have purchased, you know, like, I want to try that, but I can't justify paying that. I love the giveaways. I love being able to give people things that they could use or things that they, would help them get into the field. Another reason, the second major reason, is that our forum, which is behind our paywall, is right. the, I believe, the most well-moderated, friendliest shooting forum on the Internet. I'm very, uh, I'm, I apply the rule that my dad taught me since I was a kid. All you're required to be is polite. So there, I heavily moderate I it that. for people. Um, I, I encourage healthy debate, which sure. in the handgun hunting world you know is a it, big it's deal. It's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, but the thing about our forum is that every single person on that forum has a buy-in. They've paid to be on that forum. So when you go there and you ask a question, you're going to get answers from people who have done it. You can guarantee that somebody on there, you know, there's been this huge thread about... Um, bear hunting recently right and so many of our members have 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 been successful in the field on multiple bears you right know? and so they know this works this doesn't work and they're honest about it and they have pictures of their bullets and this one came apart and this one was going too fast and i wouldn't and instead of well i wouldn't use that by somebody on facebook who may have not ever actually had done it so yeah it's a huge boon some other features that we're working on rolling out as uh some media to help people get into it. Some one-on-one stuff about how to get into handgun perfect, hunting. Perfect. Yeah. So, like I said, some of those myths that have come around, again, I believe we're going to work on busting those. So, you know, it's funny. You know, the curse of knowledge. <clears throat> yes. We all suffer from that <laughs> yes. in the industry, and you realize, like, you just take so many things that you know for granted, and um, it got brought up to me by my members, like, uh, you. You don't want to see this. You don't want to see. You don't want to see a reloading 101 series for handguns. You don't want to see a how to grip your revolver. You, you guys know all that. Well, no, no, they don't. They no. do want to see that. Yes. Yeah. And so that's been kind of eye opening for me. And uh, so that's kind of the direction that we're moving. Fantastic. Yeah. I love that. I've told people over the years. I said I've made my living teaching people what they already knew. Mm-hmm. And. To me, you got to return to the basics every yeah. once in a while, and that's that's not just for the person who is brand new to the yeah. to that segment of whatever you're doing, yeah. but it's it's to bring people back. A lot of yeah. times, we think we know more than what we do, and sometimes we develop bad habits because of that yep. as well too, yeah. in, in terms of, of grips or in yeah. terms of trigger pull or slapping the trigger mm-hmm. or doing all those yeah. other kind of things. Yeah. So, to me, you always got to kind of. Every once in a while, bring everything back to the basics. I yeah. dearly love that. Yeah, well, you can, uh, even experienced people can get themselves, they can kind of box themselves in by oh, yeah. the way that they, um, the way that they craft their method. So, like, if you slap the trigger, but you limit your range to 25 yards, you're never going to know. No. You know, no, because no, no, you're, you're not. You're going to probably. Chances you, are, because if you slap it, you may move right, it two inches, right. but it, you know, or an inch, but it's yeah. Even if you're shooting at a squirrel, chances are you're right. Yeah, I know. Which yeah, way you're, you're yeah, exactly slapping, right. You're still probably going to put it through the body, maybe instead yeah. of the head. So uh, that's kind of yeah. Getting back, getting back to the fundamentals is important. Right. I can't tell you how many times that I've I have loads of books on gunsmithing and videos and stuff, and I can't tell you how many times I've gone back and been like, oh yeah, I thought I knew. <laughs> I thought I knew. Yep. But I live my life by two major philosophies. One is there is no such thing as a stupid question. Amen. And one and the other is kill all sacred cows. 
So just because it's always been done that way doesn't mean it has to keep being done that way. And I'm okay if it works, but if there's an alternative method or if, you know, there's something that works equally well and you want to do that, that's fine. That's why I say handgun hunting, handgun hunters international is open to anybody that hunts with a handgun, no matter, as long as I use a legal and ethical method, we welcome them under our tent, whether it, whatever kind of handgun they're using. Absolutely. When you were talking about what you just said, I was thinking about on the FTW ranch mm -hmm. where they trained to do the uh, sportsman's all-weather, all-terrain marksmanship. I've yeah. been there many, many times <clears throat> where our Navy SEALs train and where right. our military elite snipers train as well, too, about six months out of the year. But one of the things that, that Tim Fallon and his guys always said, this is a way. There are several different ways to do things. Some things work better for you. Some things work better for me. And they may be slightly different in how we do those things. But this is, is a way. And so I, that's, that's, I love that philosophy. Yeah, that's, and that's how I've always, that's actually not to toot my own horn, but that's how I got a good reputation as a gunsmith because I was never the crotchety gunsmith. I was always right. the guy. No, I know you like, were. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was always the guy who was like, oh, well, let me tell you why I did it this yeah, way. Yeah, exactly. Or, yeah. Uh, let me tell you why you probably shouldn't pay me to fix this. You know, you know, <laughs> exactly. But, um, yeah, it served me well for sure. Because I remember being a kid and literally uh, in school, one of my teachers, I, I asked him a question and he gave me the dumbest question of the war, of the day award. You know, old school teacher, just hard, hard butt guy. And uh, I remember being like, wait a minute, I don't, I don't have this information. You have this information. I'm just asking you a question. Right. And I thought then and there like, uh -uh. never, never will I be that no, way. Yeah. No, it's no, funny no. that it kind of, uh, uh, experiences that shape us when we're younger. I, I do a lot of talks, and, and like even after dinner talks, and depending on the size of the crowd or whatever. But I do a lot of Q and A afterwards, mm -hmm. and that's one of the things I've always stressed. And I, a lot of times too, I will even plant a question, a very, one of the very simplest of questions yeah. in the room, and it it sure shows by golly that hey, there is no really bad question or there's really no stupid question kind of thing and so but usually when somebody asks that question you get somebody to ask that question there's a whole bunch of other people in that room because I love that eye to eye contact mm -hmm. and looking at them and I can see the, this person over here being enlightened and this person over here being enlightened right. and maybe you'd have thought that you know they knew all about this already right. but they didn't <clears throat> and that's one of the things also that I've tried to set the example of as being the director of HHI is that uh, I've mentioned this before, but I'm I'm an evangelist, not an expert. I um, I don't I don't have as much experience as a lot of our members, you know. And I don't hide that fact. I don't hide the fact that I'm still learning about stuff. I don't hide the fact that I need more experience in this or that. I've, for instance, I've never gone on a bear hunt, and my bucket list right now is a black bear. Hunt. Black bear. Yeah. Uh, so that whole kind of, and I think men fall. Tra fall prey to this more often that kind of like you should know so you're going to pretend sometimes yeah. and I found through doing that that um, if you are the first one to say hey guys I don't know how to do this and they think well if this guy doesn't know how to do it then it's okay not it's okay. to know it's okay you know it, it, you know there's nothing wrong with ignorance as long as you accept it and solve it absolutely you know so that's that's always been one of my beefs with a lot of the way that the 
frankly, some of the old handgun hunting community went where there was a lot of tribalism. That, that <laughs> I can assure you, I know there you was. know. Yeah. <laughs> I can yeah. assure you, there was. That just a, it was just a you no. Know, you have to do it this way. You can't do it that way. Um, and I've always been. Do what works for you, man. I mean, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. If it works for you, that's great. It may not work for me, but I still want to know about it. Right? You know, I'm, yeah. I may want to try it, and, and maybe you and find a modified combination of two different exactly. ways. Exactly. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. Well, let's, let's talk a little bit more about your giveaways uh, mm-hmm. and some of the programs that you have through HHI. So um, right now, and we're we're working on rolling out more. You know, as HHI grows, right? I I I am so keen on devoting a good portion of our gross income to giving back to our community so if if my dream goal is a gun a month that's my dream is a is a hunting handgun a month so so far we started doing giveaways in november i want to say we've given away some ruger blackhawks we've given away we did a cool giveaway with the ruger wrangler little 22 pistol where we did um two yeah. so like the winner got one and then the winner got to choose somebody else to get one oh yeah, really that was a pretty fun one uh we did um uh we've done a lot of like first light and really nice hunting gear right this month we're giving away a, a set of kind of field gear to get you out there that's the stuff that i personally use cold steel knife uh electronic earmuffs gloves ear pro or uh a rear bag and iPro and um so yeah i mean membership is 5 bucks a month or you get 11 uh you get 12 months for 11 for the price of 11 right. yeah uh and our giveaways are always 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 worth multiple times the membership fee um, and if I could do, man, if I could give more away, I just love it so much. You will. I, I will. You will. I will. In the future. <laughs> yeah. So what <laughs> we're working, what we're working on now is um, <clears throat> growing our membership so that we can get some industry support, because I know there are a lot of. Now I would love to be able to call Smith and Wesson and say, hey, can we have a six twenty nine for right. our giveaway? But once as we're growing, I also want to be able to help the smaller guy, smaller shop, because I've been that. Yes. Um, yes. And right you have a now, great understanding yeah. of how that is. And right now, you know, there are so many names out there, like in the bullet world, especially right now. You know, Hawk and Hammer and Cutting Edge and Lehigh, um, all these kind of what we would call boutique that have been popping right. up with really cool designs, really cool ideas. Um, and then, and then, on top of that, I mean, there aren't a whole lot of boutique gun makers. I mean, I guess the closest one would be like. Freedom Arms or something like right. that. We're that's pretty that's pretty high level that I would love to get there too. Um, but just shops that are saying, "Hey, I make this thing that might be useful. Uh, can I donate it so you can give it away to people?" To, as a way to kind of trade um, trade ad, I guess with uh, with these companies to boost each other up because that is, man, I I just. I don't know. You can probably tell. I'm just keen on. I'm just keen on, <laughs> I'm on doing your that. eyes as we're yeah, talking, yeah. and I'm yeah. sorry that nobody yeah. can see yeah. because I can see the passion in your yeah. eyes. Oh man, I love funny. it. I mean, like, uh, I'll tell you. Here's a great. Here's a great example. First giveaway, and I do all my giveaways. You know, random, right? Uh, uh, random name picker. Um, there's a guy who's been so supportive of HHI. Lives up in Arkansas. Well, unfortunately, his wife has cancer. Oh, and she's buddy. been dealing with that for a few years now, um, and we're not sure what the prognosis is going to be. But 
wonderful guy, super supportive. He's all he's been the guy who's also he's like I'm here when you need me and I'm here to kick your butt when you need me. You know, like you <laughs> that's, know, a, that's that a good friend. So, that is a yeah, special absolutely. friend right there. And uh, he's on my advisory board at, with, that I've created with HHI, which I'll tell you more about in a minute. Anyway, the first giveaway was a uh, 45 Colt, 45 ACP convertible. Blackhawk with one of these holsters oh, oh from uh, Backcountry Leather Goods. Yes, they do um, fabulous. Yeah, um, beautiful too. The uh, an ammo and I forgot a oh and a, a gift certificate from that Ken Kelly at Magnaport gave me. Really? Yeah, and uh, Jay, this guy won it. And uh, How fantastic. it was so great. And he, he killed a doe with it a week after winning. Oh, he did. And he was so excited. And it's like, how cool is that that this guy who's going through all this stuff definitely doesn't have the money to add to his arsenal, got this brand new, oh ready for the gracious. field, with ammo hunting pistol. That was It was just so gratifying to me. And that's happened multiple times. Uh, do you know Dick Thompson in Idaho? Um, he's he's an old member of HHI. Yeah, yeah. that name brings a bell. He's a, I can't, he's a can't pretty prolific right hunter, Africa, stuff like that. Right, okay. You know, he won. We did a forty four mag Blackhawk that he won. Several guys, oh, the first light or the whatever other high-end hunting clothes we give right. away, those are perfect giveaways because people always say, like, I would never have bought this for myself. No, no, I know. But I'm, I've always wanted it. I know. I, I love I, that. I totally understand yeah. that side of it. Yeah, and so next... I could have been there. Yeah, right. Absolutely. <laughs> Me too. And so next month, um, next month we're going to give away, we're planned to give away next month, it may be a couple months, one of those Optima pistols, one of those single-shot break-open pistols. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, if, um, if I can find one in 6.5 Grendel, because I've gotten really good feedback. I've worked on, I've worked on one in, no, it was, yeah, I've worked on a few of them in 6.5 Grendel. They're, like, really low in, low barrier to entry. Yes. Um, good price. Just, you know, it's like the old H&R gun. Exactly, but in a right, pistol yeah. version. Um, and it's just cool because how cool is it to get that stuff? You know what I mean? Like it, it doesn't matter how many guns, it doesn't matter. Way cool. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You really think about it. So My we're, we're also working on a membership drive to where like, if you join between this date and this date, which I'm going to be announcing in the next few weeks, um, this date and this date, you'll get, a, you know, you're entered into a giveaway for this. Um, if I can, the more giveaways I can add, the better. I just love, I just love being able to give stuff to people. It's so cool. Yeah. You got me thinking about a lot of different things. When this turn, we turn this thing off, I'll mention oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. right. yeah. them now. Because, right, yeah. Um, make sure they happen. Yeah, yeah I want to make sure they happen. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, that's absolutely fantastic. How does somebody, if they want to become a member of HHI, what is the best, the quickest, and the most expedient and all of yep. it? Go best to, way to do it. Um, we, I think we're in the running for the longest website name. But as long as you remember what we're called, you can get there. It's handgunhuntersinternational.com. And right on the homepage, there's plenty of buttons. It says join HHI. Uh, you'll be taken to a place where you can just add either a yearly uh, membership for, I think it's $54 and some change for a yearly membership or $4.99 a month. Um, like I said, that gives you access immediately to our um, 
Well, I gotta tell, I gotta walk that back. It gives you access within 24 hours because every, you know, I'm I'm still the the. I, I'm still the yeah. The I, pusher, that's right. I did. Yeah. I am the the director, <laughs> the janitor, the IT guy, the as my mom would say, the chief bottle washer. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I, but I'll get you access to the site, and then you, there you get immediate access to the forum. Uh, you can see our giveaways. Um, you can download the six gunner from that when we make the six gunner free next issue it's going to be an email um right. only thing for non-members um and then we're going to be working on adding um some some content back there videos and and whatnot uh, that hopefully we'll be able to work on this fall when when hunting season's going on but yeah that's um that's really you know i tell you uh, i mentioned my advisory board that right. i set yes, up I'll, that's um, going to be my next question I, yeah. I i have just so my membership is so great they're so supportive so i got a bunch of people to, actually that was their idea they they kept messaging me you know like hey let's so we meet once a week now and they're helping me How fantastic. yeah um and it includes some just some members um, and Mark Hampton. You know, you know Mark. I've known Mark yeah. for many, many years. Yeah, he, Dear friend and an unbelievable oh, handgun hunter. And, oh, so accomplished. Actually, up for the Weatherby Award. I think. Oh, is he? He'll probably oh. be the only. I'm trying to remember, maybe Randy Snyder won it one year. She does a lot of yeah, yeah. handgun stuff. But I think Mark will either be the first or second that'll probably yeah. ever get the Weatherby Award. Not only that, just a stand-up guy. Oh, he's the nicest he just guy. Superb. You can't say enough yeah, good things about yeah. Mark. And so he's yeah he's been helping out. Um, anyway, that's been fantastic. That they've been really you know I'm 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 here by my lonesome, and so they've been very motivating and the ideas have been churning, and so I'm just super excited about our future. Yeah, that is absolutely fantastic. Yeah. I got to tell you one more thing. What's I'm that? gonna see if you can guess this. Okay, we're doing a survey, which I hope you can. If you go to our website, there's a pop up right now to get the survey, uh, and you do not have to be a member to participate. We're just trying to gain information. It's um, we want to know what handgun hunters, um, and when I say handgun hunters, I got to stop and qualify there. I don't mean people who only hunt with a handgun, although. A lot of our members, that's right. how they are, and that's how I am. I, if you even have the idea that you would like, man, I've always wanted to, or you do it occasionally, or whatever it is. You know, if you take a handgun in the field, you're, you're a member of my team. Um, or if you want to. Right. Uh, anyway, our survey is, what do you want to see the industry produce? What Good. Either, it's either, um, you know, like, bring back the contender. Yeah. Or... Or a whole new thing. Like, I've always thought it'd be cool. So out of our answers, one item has stuck out as a theme, like far and away, the most requested. What do you think it is? Gracious, I don't know. But one of my things has always been is to have a, uh, a double action built on the stock of a single action so it rolls in your hand. Oh, that would be cool. So yeah, we, yeah, we yeah. actually even looked at that at doing that at Ruger at one time when I was at Ruger. Man, but that's pretty cool. I, 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 I'm sorry. I can't think of anything that's right. else right now. That's optics. Kind of... optics. Optics is of course. the, yeah, it is of the course. most requested good pistol scopes. You know, I have a lot of people, they say everything from good pistol scopes to very specifically the old this scope, you know, the old burrs from back in the day or the whatever. Um. There are two things I can tell you about the optics thing. Yeah. Years ago, uh, I worked with Simmons and mm -hmm. they, we had handgun scopes that TC yeah. used and all that. They were built by Light Optical. 
they were, which was in the Philippines. Mm -hmm. They had some of the best optics in terms of glass, in terms of eye relief. There was mm -hmm. probably double the eye relief that you normally got out of a regular long relief mm -hmm. handgun yeah. scope. And unbelievably tough. I've dragged those behind pickups and tried to yeah. tear them up on yeah. rocky roads yeah. and couldn't do yeah. it kind of thing. So, I mean, that was always a very strong. And usually when people call me and say, man, I'm looking for a scope, what should I get? I said, go find an old TC or an old Simmons, mm -hmm. yeah. either a 1.25 to 5 or 1.5 to 5 or a mm -hmm. 2 to, to, to 7. Mm -hmm. And I said, those are absolutely fantastic. On the other side of that, years ago, I did a lot of work with Zeiss. Mm -hmm. At one time, Zeiss had developed, we got them to develop a long eye relief scope to be used on handguns. They built three of them. <laughs> Unbelievable. It didn't make a whole lot of difference. They were unbelievably tough. The glass, of course, was extremely well done. and But the eye relief on that was anywhere from about two inches from your eye to as far as you could push that wow. pistol away. Yeah. You still pretty much had the entire field of view yeah. of whatever that scope yeah. was. And unfortunately, the being from basically Germany is they don't shoot yeah. those kind of guns yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> and so exactly. but they missed the boat because that was about the time when when the scout rifle came out oh <laughs> yeah and if yeah. they'd have kept if they'd have yeah. really produced they probably yeah. could have sold three yeah. four hundred thousand yeah. of those yeah. instead of the three yeah. I step I still have one yeah. and uh, but that to me was the finest of all the long eye relief handgun scopes I've ever and I, I don't know what they did to it but there were about three or four of us that said okay this is what we want this is what we want this is what we want yeah and so a, a large part of that like so for specialty pistols like bolt action guns like right. I shoot rifle scopes like I know yeah. we talked about that and, last time uh, yeah. but with the rise in popularity of western hunting yes Good optics are just essential out there. Now, I love getting close to game, but sometimes it's not possible when you want something right. on your gun that's going to be repeatable, it's going to be rugged, et cetera, et cetera. Absolutely. And um, some of, you know, I'm not going to name any names, but there are some well-known handgun scopes out there that I'm getting stories about not ha handling the recoil of some of these big four guns. Let me tell you, in the years past, I've played with every one of them. It's been a while, mm -hmm. and, and scope technology has come away. Yeah. But the only one that I could never ever tear up, and I even put them on a forty-five seventy, on card yeah, back then it was yeah, a contender, contender yeah. barely just to um, hold it in place, yeah. stick that gun around the tree, <laughs> so yeah. I, if it came apart right. and flew apart, yeah. it would come back and hit me and yeah. pull the trigger, and that scope would reverberate back and forth through yeah. there, and you could not tear that scope wow. up. But again. Then Light Optical, I think, went to a different company or yeah. got sold out or yes, whatever. But uh, those those goes. But almost every other major brand, you name the brand that produced a long eye release scope, I played with them, and I'd have I'd have one out of maybe fifteen or twenty that I played yeah. with that you would have serious trouble with. Yeah, and I mean, fortunately these days, you know, people always tout their favorite scope maker's warranty. But you know that's been the deal. Loopholes have that. Loopholes have yeah. that warranty since I yeah, can remember. Exactly, right. Uh, but so fortunately these days that's pretty easy. Of course that doesn't help you if you're in the field. Uh, that's the big part right there. Yeah. It's great to have that warranty right. when I get home. Right. Okay, yeah. but what am I going to do? I'm yeah. here. I'm 500 miles away yeah. from home. Exactly. I'm out in the wilderness somewhere. I'm a scope yeah. doesn't work. Well, and also scope technology has tended to towards the bigger side. Oh know? yeah. And particularly with the long-range shooting thing. Exactly right. So much now has gone in that yeah. direction. And um, I think 
you know, look, one of the one of the things about handgun hunting, one of the best things that it has going for it is portability. Yes. So even people say that handgun hunting is similar to bow hunting, which I agree, it completely is as, as yeah, far as it is as right. concerned. Yeah. Like stalking and right. you know that kind of stuff. Uh, well, some handgun hunting, but you can't put a bow bow in a holster on your belt. No. Nope. Or on nope. the front of your thing nope. and have both hands free. No, nope. you uh, can't. <laughs> and if you if you have a rifle or a bow slung in your pack, you cannot access it quickly enough nope. to be able nope. to put it into action quick. No, you can't. <laughs> uh, and still have both hands free to climb up or down that hill. That's so right. So that is a huge boon to the handgun side of things and when handguns can be every bit as capable as a rifle or a bow. Absolutely. Uh, to me, I mean, you just did a 454 trigger job on the Taurus Ragent Hunter, and it's topped with a uh, with the, with the Trigicon red dot sight. And I've got I can't remember whether it's SRO or RMR sight, but I've gotten to where I really started playing with those. And for years, I shot nothing but long hour release scope mm-hmm. because my eyes weren't really good, mm-hmm. and I needed that. But I will tell you that with the uh, with the red dot scopes, such as those produced by Trigicon, and I'm hoping Trigicon's <laughs> listening to what you're saying yeah, about right, some yeah. of the yeah. other types of, yeah. of, of true scopes, but with that particular sight, uh, the gun that you worked on, even with the trigger, which is substantial, uh, most, yeah. most a lot of the guns out there today, but thankfully the triggers can be worked on. But even with a uh, 2.5 MOA, which for those who don't know, it simply means that at 100 yards, that dot covers two and a half inches. With from a good rest, we've shot less than inch groups with that using Hornady. In this instance, uh, a 300 grain XTP, or with the 44s, I shoot a 240 grain XTP. Yeah. Again, with the when the my 44s got an SRO sight on it with a two and a half mm-hmm. uh, minute dot. But so you're shooting even with those, we're shooting groups tighter than what you can actually see right. at 100 yards. Yeah. I've uh, I've moved to red dots on a lot. My squirrel gun is a Ruger Mark III with the yeah. Burris Fast Fire Three on it. Right, love that three. Oh man, Even a three MOA dot. I mean, yeah, look out, squirrels. <laughs> and it, and it's such a good training tool for kids. There's no parallax. No, you know, it's no. such a good handgun optic. But also, there are a lot of combo out there now, like lighted reticle yes. scopes. Um, yes. Now that kind of bumps up on the size thing because you're. Uh, um, um, your turret area has to be have right. enough room for the electronics, but still, you know, like you know the old ultra dots, which the new, even still the new ultra dots, they're all fantastic, well-made tube red dots, and yeah, it's just such a good time for absolutely that. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love it. I love red and and talk about weight reduction. I mean, what's your? You can imagine this pistol, this revolver we're looking at right now with the Trigicon on it. You know, you'd, how much would you add to it in both profile and weight with the with even profile? A, yeah. You would add another yeah, two inches to the yeah. profile minimum yeah. weight wise, because even though this is an integral uh, Picatinny rail mm-hmm. on it, you're still going to have to have yep. rings on it. Mm-hmm. So, and you add the rings in the scope. Well, now even yeah. on the lightest weight of the scope, you're adding another yeah. pound, two pounds yeah. minimum, and probably yeah. more like three pounds or so. It's crazy, uh, but. Still more portable than a bow or a rifle. Absolutely, <laughs> it is. Absolutely, it is. And I mean, if you don't, if you, I, you know, depending on where we are, I'd usually carry one. 
I've got some shoulder holster rigs yep. that I really, really like because I can swing them out of the way. Or mm -hmm. even if, you, if you're going to just be walking a long way, you can always put that handgun inside your, your yep. little day pack. Yep. You know, maybe mm -hmm. you can't get to it very quickly then. Yep. But, you know, if you're walking slow and yep. you're kind of hunting as you go, you, mm -hmm. you should be able to spot that animal way ahead of time sure. and yeah. then go, okay, how do I yeah. get closer? And, and move it to your belt when you get into the woods. Absolutely, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. so you're ready. And, yeah. and you, you mentioned some of the new bullets and all those kind of things. Of course, I, I shoot a Hornady, but mm -hmm. uh, what I found is like with 44 mags, and I have several of them, and to me, the one load that's always shot well in every one of them has been that 240 grain XTP. Yeah. And I've killed elk with it. Yeah, I believe so, it. Mm -hmm. you know, out to about 100 yards. And so. That's funny. The XTP is good. Like, uh, people love them or hate them. I know. Yeah. I know. I, you know, there is no perfect bullet. No. There is no such thing as a bullet that will fail under the exact right conditions, no. in my opinion. But I shoot the XTP in my 357 mag. As a matter of fact, um, we went on the the first HHI hunt back in the spring uh, to a buddy's place uh, where pigs supposedly live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, you know, they, they, they've got this mental telepathy thing sometimes that they pick up on when you come in. But uh, I, I was able to score a pretty big boar. Ryan is showing me a photograph on his phone. Yes, an absolute yeah. not big boar too, but also a beautiful boar. Wow. wow. And... Uh, he was covered up in fleas, but I shot him with a my three fifty seven with a hundred and fifty eight grain XTP yeah. right in the neck and he you know, flipped over his nose and it was great performance. I've killed I use the one eighty XTP on Axis exactly. in my three fifty seven. Yeah. Uh, I load the one eighty in my forty four mag for whitetails around here. Uh, but the 240 obviously is like kind of the gold standard. Well, to me, it, I used to do a lot of hand loading. Now I just flat do not have time to hand load. Mm -hmm. And so to me, in the 44 mag, it's always been my my yeah. favorite load. But again, like I said, I've shot everything from elk on down. We were talking mm -hmm. earlier about black bear. I've shot black bear with it. Uh, you also mentioned Freedom Arms earlier. The first Alaska brown bear I shot, I shot with a 454 Kasu oh, yeah? and a Freedom Arms up in uh, hunting with the Branham Brothers up mm -hmm. in, uh, right on the edge of the peninsula kind of thing. And uh, and that too was a, a, a Hornady bullet on the XTP. That so, was the XTP mag? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, uh, you know, but everybody's got their own choice. You, you need to. Sure. And some guns. That's the best part about all this. <laughs> and, and it's fun to try it, Yeah, too. exactly It's right. fun to try different yeah. loads. You know, years ago we did the same thing with rifles. Handguns are the same way. Some guns like particular loads, particular velocities, you know, all those kind of things. And, and the cool thing about all that is, though, is you've got three or four friends and you shoot the same cartridge, same round, same caliber, all you got to do is, okay, you buy a box of this, you yeah, buy a box yeah, of this, right. you buy a yeah. box, of, and you get together yeah. at the range, and, okay, we're going to run three or four shots yeah. out of each one of them. Sure, and it yeah. doesn't, you know, and, and you look to me, I'm looking for a group. I don't care whether that group is 10 inches right. off the, yeah. off, off the, the center. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know, but at least you get an idea yeah. of how well that particular yeah. gun likes that thing and how well you can shoot that particular, you know, what kind of group you can shoot with it. I've always said guns have souls. In that guns do have souls. There's no, there's no, because I've, you know, being a gun builder for so long, especially even when I um, was a heretic and I built rifles, I... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I, uh, I would have people come in, I want to shoot this bullet. Build me this gun. I'll never forget. I built a 338 Remington Ultra Mag for a guy who wanted to shoot the Burger 300 grain mm -hmm. bullet because of the sectional sectional density, blah blah mm -hmm. blah. And it just I put it together 
and it just wouldn't shoot that bullet. Yeah. Now Sierra Match Kings, it got under yeah. three eighths of an inch. Yeah. At, you know, group center center, but it just, so it's you and you don't control that. You don't, no, there's no, no, that, no, no, no. But that's no, one no. of the best things about it is that there is a a uh, an infinite variety of handguns. I mean, you you can go from I always say you know you got revolver semi autos. Uh, bolt action pistols break open guns and um, in that you got double action single right. action revolver and semi-auto you know right. you got uh, rear grip center grip so you got all those variations and then on top of that the calibers when you're dealing with handguns you can go from small handgun calibers to big rifle calibers in the, in the single shots and then you get to it's just so cool and then do you like to hunt with sticks do you like to hunt with a bag do you hunt from a blind do you sit da, 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 and you just <laughs> go on and on and on and you're thinking that is so I will never run out of way or or now I'm not this way obviously or you find your perfect gun your perfect I know guys who are like I shoot there's one guy I know I have freedom arms I got a 300 grain 454 load. I've killed everything that I've ever killed with a handgun with that load, with the scope, because it is, you know, beware the man with one gun kind of deal. Right. Um, my my love is like, I will never run out of things to experiment <laughs> with, you know, which means I'll never finish any project, <laughs> you know, but uh, I just, that's one of the things I love about it. Um, just the opportunity to, and you know, again, uh, here's another, here's another point I'll make handgun hunting there's always been a myth that you had to not you had to be highly recoil tolerant to be able to be a handgun hunter and you know back in the day when it was like performance there's no other way to get performance but power right and um that may have been somewhat true although probably not as true as people thought but now with the advancements in propellant and projectile technology as well as the precision of uh, the guns and the the way not even like even older guns we know how to measure them now we know how to say it's probably not going to shoot because of this or because of that we, and you know the cheapest gun is is made to tighter tolerances than some of the nicest guns from a long time ago. Oh my gosh, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's not a comparison; it's not to the point of almost being a contrast right, compared yeah. to way back. When. So all those things combined have come to mean um, that. You can find a gun that's comfortable to shoot that you can hunt and Absolutely. it's not going to knock you around. Absolutely. But grip frames, that's another one. You know Ronnie Wells? Have you heard of Ronnie mm-hmm. Wells? Mm-hmm. He's, grip fr- he's got all these different grip frames that'll fit your hand. And, you know, because I'm uh, one of the last projects I'm working on is a 357 Maximum. Ruger. Oh, yes. Yeah, yes. remember the old Maximum? Oh, absolutely. Which, Ruger, bring back the Maximum. <laughs> frame <laughs> golly would we love that bring back the maximum frame well you know the 350 legend is essentially the yes, same right. cartridge when well, you there's right your there. excuse all right yeah. bring a 350 legend yeah yeah um it would go, well custom revolver smiths would love that as fodder for building you know i would love i i could i can't um i can't butcher a, th- um, a maximum frame anymore i can't justify it but i would love no. to have a a 22 hornet Oh my gosh! You know, yeah. Mac on a maximum frame, or it's cool. Anyway, um, but hopefully, hopefully Ruger is listening. I know, right? And yeah. maybe Taurus yeah. is listening yeah. to it. Maybe we yeah, can... Taurus, bring back the Raging Hornet, the Raging Bee. There you go. You know? Oh man, that's on my bucket list. That was like I yeah. got to shoot that one yeah. for a little bit as well, yeah. two years Just, ago. I mean, fun, fun guns. But um, yeah, <laughs> you, you can. You, the, my point is, you can find a way in. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. There, there's no question about it. 
Ryan, we're going to try to close this thing out because I got to get back home so I can go shoot this 454 that I picked up. Because <laughs> I got to get ready for a hunt coming up here for too very long. Tell me once again, or our, all of our listeners, how to get in touch with Handgun Hunters International. So it's real easy. Just go to handgunhuntersinternational.com. Uh, I also want to add, you can go there and contact me. My email is ryan at handgunhuntersinternational.com. If you have any questions, you want to figure out how to get into this, um, you're wondering if the handgun that you own is okay to get into the field and what you could do with it, please reach out to me. I love talking to people and helping to people for free. So please reach out to me if you have any questions. And again, my website, handgunhuntersinternational.com. Ryan, thank you so very much. We got to figure out how to get around a campfire, a, a true campfire, a true uh, and yes, that we sir. can talk about after coming in from yeah. hunting all day long. So let's see, we yeah. can't get that done. Thank yeah. you so very much for joining me this morning. Thank you so much for the work that you've done in the past, particularly on my gun. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you, sir. Thanks for having me, Larry. Thanks for joining us around the campfire. To leave a comment or suggestion for an upcoming episode, go to Instagram at Larry Wysoon Outdoors. Please join me right here next week for another DSC's Campfire. DSC's Campfires with Larry Wysoon has also been brought to you by The Crown Bar in LaGrange, Texas, H3 Whitetail Solutions, Remington, Texas Wildlife Association, TRHP Outdoors, 